It's another Sunday night, another month in comedy, and time again for another roundup. Tonight, we're checking in with a full panel of comics, making big waves in our nation's capital, and a Canadian comedy icon who blazed a trail for queer comics all across the country while we celebrate Pride. It's a loaded panel tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming everywhere where there's the internets on Global News Online. It is another month in comedy, and that means it's time again for the roundup. We've got a full panel of comics on the show tonight. We're talking the Ottawa comedy scene. What's happening there in our nation's capital? And is it still the two clubs sort of haymaker scene that it always was? And of course, it is Pride Month here. So we're talking all things queer comedy. We've got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, happy summer. It's officially summer. According it is to officially comedy. summer. It's first day of summer. It's Pride. It's festival season. It's bright and sunny. Live shows are back. There's outdoor shows again. Not even because people have to, just because it's summer. It's everything is in full bloom, my friend. Amazing. The cheeriness that's in the air right the now. bright vibrantness that's in the air. I know this is radio. Our listeners at home can't see it. But uh, for those who, who watch our promos on the Instagram, I am very prided up. I'm wearing a electric neon alpaca corn hoodie. Vince, just for pride. But we do... <laughs> That is so specific right now. We have, uh, we, listen, I have, I have a selection of garments like for the every northern joke. lights threw up on your, on your chest with that. Well, they kind of did because I'm from the north. Uh, but we have, there's a lot of things going on, on on tonight's Roundup panel, Vince. We've got, we're checking in with comics in the Ottawa comedy scene, which we haven't done in quite a while. I mean, a lot of the, the last little while we've been focusing a lot on how Vancouver has blown up and really become this sort of independently driven stand-up scene uh all the changes that have happened here in toronto and of course as jfl season approaches always checking in with our friends over in montreal we haven't touched base with the ottawa comics in a while ottawa is interesting because it was always sort of a two club town it was always very sort of corporate club comedy and a lot of the most iconic canadian comics in history always came out of that scene for some reason so we're going to check in What's going on there? What does Ottawa comedy look like now? Is it a little more indie like the rest of the scenes are? And of course, Vince, because it is Pride Month, we have Canadian comedy heavyweight Elvira Kurt joining us on the show. It's been a while since we checked in with her. Big panel tonight on the Roundup. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, baby, right here on Inside Jokes. Check the OR, you like it so far. Check the OR, you like it so far. Check the OR, you like it so far. Check the OR, you love the OR. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, North America-wide, planet Earth-wide, everywhere you have hey internets on Global News Online. It is, of course, another month in comedy. That means it is time for another roundup. We got a full panel tonight, and there's a lot to get into. We're checking in on the Ottawa comedy scene. What's that looking like these days? What's happening there? Are there independent shows or is it still very much two club town? And of course, as we kick off summer and wrap up June in comedy, festivals and live shows coming up all over the place. It is, of course, 
Pride Month. So we're talking all things Pride, what's happening on stage this month in comedy. We have in Ottawa, in our nation's capital, Johnny Rogers joining us. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing? We are. It's, it's nice to have you. I know, you know, we're still doing a radio show via Zoom. That's just the age we live in now. Uh, you, of course, are very used to this stuff. You have sort of your whole thing lately has been building your podcast empire in Ottawa. Yeah. So all thanks to Zoom. All thanks to Zoom. So this is yeah. no new territory for you. Also, another friend of ours, not only in the comedy world, but also <laughs> on Chorus Radio, a Chorus colleague. We have Jesse Reynolds on the line from Ottawa. How are you doing, sir? Hey, girl. I'm doing okay. I'm happy Pride. Happy Pride. I mean, this is, I wanted to check in with, with all of you on, of course, what is happening in Ottawa comedy. But of course, yeah, also just what's going on for Pride. We haven't gotten to do like a full Pride panel in a little while, so this is exciting. Also in Ottawa, checking in again, we talk, spoke not too long ago. Janelle Niles is on the line. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, Alan, Chima Gwich, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. It's good to have you back. It wasn't too, too long ago that we chatted, but of course, it feels like a different vibe because summer is literally in the air now. And last but certainly not least, a Canadian comedy icon who we haven't got a chance to check in with in a little while. A minute, as the kids say, the one and only Elvira Kurt. How are you doing today? I'm great. This is the first time I've I've ever felt bad that I'm not in Ottawa. What's up with that? Why am I the only one not in Ottawa right now? That's right. You are. Are you here at home in Toronto right now? Um. Yeah, there you go. We had the last because we I feel like we haven't really touched base on the Ottawa comedy scene in quite a while. I mean, we've been talking a lot lately about Vancouver. Vancouver has sort of quietly been building this whole independent scene out there. And now they're 604 records and comedy here often. They're like a comedy album machine out there. It's a, one of those scenes that's been completely taken over by the independents. It's the standups themselves running that town. Toronto. Toronto looks a lot different now. I mean, Elvira, how, you know, you, you oh. look sort of the new independent little clubs that have come up here. Absolutely. No, it's, it's bananas. It, the, that's the great thing about Toronto, but we all know that. And exactly. because, uh, everyone in Toronto talks about it. So what, what, let, let's focus on Ottawa. What, tell me what's happening. The last this time I was thing. there, I've... it was pre-pandemic and I have no idea what's going on right now. And that's the thing. And I mean, of course, Jesse, Janelle and Johnny, all three of you work and live in that Ottawa stand-up scene. You know, Ottawa was always traditionally a two club town. It was you would sort of ping pong back and forth between Absolute and Yuck Yucks. And it was a very club town, a very corporate gig kind mm. of town. And people mm. in Toronto always sort of thumb their noses at Ottawa for being this stuffy, bureaucratic, sort of small town feeling place. But if that's true, how come Ottawa is such a comedy factory? I mean, so many of our great comedy icons always come out of that scene. There's like something in the water there that just produces funny. So I'm gonna, I'll throw that to any of you, really. What, what, is, <laughs> what is the scene like in Ottawa right now, especially post-Pandy? We'll say Pandy because it sounds funner. Sounds gross. <laughs> it, does, it does sound a little gross, but good, go for it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Jesse Reynolds, we'll flip that to you first, because I know you pulled double duty. I mean, you're on the air, you're doing radio, and then at nighttime you're on stage in Ottawa, and that's where you cut your comedy teeth. Is it still very much a club town, or is there independent stuff going on? What's sort of the scene looking like these days? Well, I feel actually like Janelle would probably be best to answer this one, because full disclosure, I live in Kingston now. I'm doing morning ah. radio, um, 104.3 Fresh Radio in Kingston. But the reason I consider myself an Ottawa comedian is because the Kingston comedy scene is dead. 
Yeah. The, yeah. Club, the only club here. That's next week's closed. And so it's just they, Ryan, Denny, and Dave Hudson. Yeah, but I mean, like opinions vary, even with that, Johnny. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's a tough go out here in Kingston. So I feel like Ottawa, and and of course um, Dave Brown. Can't forget him, Johnny. Yeah. Um, am I saying his Where name right? Is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm forgetting who I'm thinking of. But <laughs> yeah, so, you want to pronounce. Yeah, in Kingston, there's still a lot of indie rooms or pop-up shows, but I feel like a lot of the pro work is still in either Ottawa or Toronto. It is, and I mean, you have Ottawa right there. Kingston's kind of like, as, as far as stand-up scenes, it's it's like a Bruce Springsteen album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut down. That's what, <laughs> but you do have Ottawa right there. I mean, Janelle, of course, yeah, you live and work in Ottawa. You produce shows in Ottawa. What Do you feel like it is becoming more of an independent driven scene where comics are sort of doing their own thing there now because it, a lot of times over the years when when comics would get to toronto from ottawa they would be like yeah you just have to showcase for the clubs and sort of fight your way through to the club work and that's it that's that whole scene do you feel like it's more comic driven now 100 i am uh, the queen of the open mic scene <laughs> I'm, there we go. Uh, i lift people <laughs> up and i uh, show them the way if you will i have my ear to the ground so the open mic scene in Ottawa is actually booming right now. And we have so, we have too many rooms, too many. <laughs> we have too many rooms. Like there's a room almost every single, uh, every single day of the week. And we actually have three clubs in Ottawa now. We have Yuck Yucks, Absolute, and then the Laugh Lounge. So there's three clubs now going on in Ottawa. So the open mic scene is, uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it, it's our gym, right? We need those open mics so we can practice our new material. So it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, if you will because we get those mic snobs who are like i don't do indie rooms well you have to you gotta do this is part of the, this is how the sausage sausage is made right it is true and i mean the, you know those are the rooms where you get to and i mean elvira how many of those mics did you do in toronto over the last however many decades it's like you need those comedy gyms to just go and you literally just need somewhere to say new material for the first time and just get yeah. it out and, and hone it, start honing you ne it. You never say no to a stage. There's no stage you, you're too good for, ever, ever. I mean, the, you've got to, the, the only way to get better is to be so adaptable that it doesn't matter what situation you're throwing. Anyone can play in a, in a sold out theater with a ton of adoring people, but can you make 12 bored people in the corner of the vegan coffee shop laugh. Do, do you know what I mean? If you can bring those people to Jesus, you're on your way. <laughs> it is so true. I mean, if you get those comics that are like, I kill every week because I just play the one crowd that knows me and I'm comfortable with them. But if you step outside of that, it's like, oh, that's a hard reality check for sure. So you need those rooms. All right, we're going to come back, find out more of what's happening in the Ottawa comedy scene crossover with comedy and radio and of course all things pride right here on inside jokes hey it's jesse reynolds and you're listening to inside jokes it's easy like walking it's easy like walking easy like walking Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and Coast to Coast on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, because you can't retweet what you can't read. We have a full panel tonight on the Roundup, wrapping up the month of June in comedy. It is Pride Month. Summer is officially here. Festival season is kicking off. We've got comics in our nation's capital 
Johnny Rogers, Jesse Reynolds, Janelle Niles, and of course, the one and only Elvira Kurt right here in Toronto. Uh, before the break, we were getting into what sort of what the Ottawa comedy scene looks like these days and how it's sort of, yes, it's a club town and now it's a three club town. It used to be two, but it also is skewing more towards comics sort of taking things over themselves, which I think really is kind of reflective on of what has happened in Canadian comedy generally in the last couple of years. I mean, if you look at who's on the festival stages coming up, who's on galas, a lot of the clubs that have opened up the last couple of years during all this craziness, really hasn't been a lot of sort of gatekeepers. It's been comics really sort of building these new things, all these independent record labels, tours that have started, new stages, festivals. Like here in Toronto, we just had a festival with, 64 comics over three days all built by stand-ups themselves i mean i'll throw that really elvira i'll throw that one to you first i suppose i mean you've been in this industry a long time you've seen things sort of go up and down you've seen club chains come and go you've seen the industry change of course of bizarre last couple of years yeah For you do, does it seem like it's sort of more driven by performers than it was before a hundred percent. It is the it's the natural evolution and absolutely the way of the future. Where you, you know you're everyone is kind of like uh, Jay Z uh, in in uh, with Beyonce in ape shit. Like you <laughs> you need you need us more than we need you. I mean that like just make your own way. And uh, you know everyone is panicking about that, and you don't even need to be on a network. Truly, the the people with who have got millions of, of followers, they're like, you know, make it make sense to me why I should adapt what I do for for you know the dinosaur medium. And I think that that's um, uh, it's exciting to see, and it also means that you can, um, you know, really like find your find your audience truly you can sculpt it i mean you know i i was at one time i was the gay comic do, do you know what i mean now it's like what yeah what 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 stripe of the rainbow do you want to appeal to and you can have not just a show but a lineup and a night at a festival it's it, it is it's exciting but you know I, everyone's nodding here you guys jump in it, it is true i mean you know Elvira, you were one of those comics that we all sort of, there was only a handful of Canadian comics that would see we would see on network TV, and that was kind of it. Like, you had to, there was yourself and the Ron Jameses and the Mike McDonald, the late, great Mike McDonald. Like, really, sure. it was and a even, narrow channel. And even worse, I mean, what made it so cutthroat is that there was a scarcity to it, right? It, it was mm -hmm. also... Like if I had that spot, it meant that someone else wasn't getting it and vice versa. If someone else was up, like there was only room for the one thing. And that's what I, I think that the, the as, especially this latest crop of comics can, you know, their whole attitude towards everything that's come before them is, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Why, why does it have to be like that? And then they just yeah. make their own rules. And then, you know, and the, and the audience will come. The audience just wants to be entertained. So as long as you can fill that bill, you're, you don't need any system or structure that it was in place before then. And I love how creative uh, the comics are now, uh, nowadays. I, I love say, the whole scene. It's rich. I was going to say that's created really a supportive community. And that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed so far about Ottawa comedy, at least, is like I found when I moved from, you know, Brockville, where I was doing like driving two and a half hours to Montreal or driving an hour to Ottawa or an hour to Kingston or four hours to Toronto. When I finally got to Toronto, it was like 
I was like, oh, I can't wait to meet all my comedy friends. And then I noticed it was all in kind of clicks. It was like yeah. these little pockets, yeah. groups of people that would just produce shows together, which is fine. You know, everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. But then when you come to Ottawa, there's like, I think so few comedians that they've all just kind of banded together and been like, oh, you're new? Yeah, come on in. I don't care if you've been doing it one week or 10 years. It's like, yeah, jo join in on this. And uh, we all get the same opportunity. It was always funny, though, over the years watching comics roll into Toronto from Ottawa because they were used to just playing the club stages. So they were sort of they had that sort of honed professionalism about them in a way. <laughs> they'd come to Toronto, Mike's, they'd be horrified because they'd be like, wait, I'm just doing my material for 12 other comics standing in the back of the room right. waiting for their five minutes and 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 I'm not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might be a controversial opinion here, but I feel like there is a point where you can't only be doing the open mic scene. You do have to go and produce your own shows and try to get a real crowd to come in. I feel like a lot of shows in Toronto, they sort of just flash mob comedy. Like people are eating dinner. I'll never forget Kyle Lucy told me this. He was like, there was a lady literally cutting into her steak and uh, the host put the microphone out and she just, her whole demeanor changed. She was just like, oh Christ, <laughs> what, is, what are they doing now? Like, I'm just trying to enjoy my meal and they're setting up a comedy show right now. So it's like, yeah. you produce shows where the audience is expecting comedy and they know comedy, you can really learn and grow. But if you do too many open mics, I feel like you start to develop at least for me, I started to develop bad habits where I was only trying to make the back of the room laugh because those were the only people in the room were the comics that were there. So right. comedians, we all, we all like really messed up things. Like we're not, our humor is not the same as the average person who works for the government. If I could jump on uh, Johnny's point there, like I'm, like I said, queen of open mics here in Ottawa, um, but I am so green. I'm three years in and I only did open mics because I couldn't get into the clubs, no matter how much I did. And I was always bombing in front of Howard Wagman. I don't know why, I <laughs> but I'm so green that I'm still learning to walk. But once I got that persona on stage and I got my confidence, I actually, one of the rare few, you never, never hear this, I jumped the clubs. I didn't even have to be a club comic to get new wave of stand-up to get my JFL showcase. And because I hustled real hard with Gotland Indigenous Comedy Show and made my comedy show an official business, I actually brought my own audience in and did exactly what Eva Kurt said. I brought, I did that influencer thing and I got my own audience. So uh, I know it's a rarity, but I still want the clubs. Please book me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is, I mean, it's you kind of get a chance to 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 sort of change that perception like what johnny was talking about i mean nobody nobody likes a surprise comedy show that they weren't aware of but also i to mean to be fair to be fair that yes? steak lady that steak lady had a tight five she may have complained but she, she killed, killed it. it when it was right when she well, finished her it was her the sound of her utensils hitting the plate that really sent me i was like oh god she was just done with it and the hard yeah. eye roll the pure disappointment. Well, I mean, how many times have we all, you know, you've gone to a show over the years where somebody, somebody in the audience will come up to you and go like, okay, they'll tell you a horror story about some time where they were at some bar where an open mic started happening and 
that was their experience with live comedy. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they, and so that's their perception of live comedy. So they've never actually gone and seen a proper show. They've never bothered to go and watch it because they had one awkward thing one time. And to them, that's what stand up is. So it's a chance to, like, Janelle, comics like yourself producing these shows and making Ottawa more of an independent scene, you get a chance too to give people that experience and sort of people who would never think to go out and watch live comedy, give them a proper experience and a proper show and sort of change those perceptions that people get as well. Exactly. I try to uh, explain to them how the sauce is made too as well. Like we're not just up there uh, talking off the top of our heads, the biggest misconception in comedy. They think we're just up there, you know, just, you know, <laughs> doing it one off. And then I tell them, I'm no, all this is practice material, especially when you're coming to an open mic, the host has to let them know what they're going to expect. Because open mics are full of degenerates. I always say that <laughs> open mics uh, are sponsored by better help. You know, <laughs> like you need, like, this is our, how we get our narcissistic supply. And you have to warn the audience that the, what's going to happen. And uh, normally nine times out of the 10, they're on board. But we do have an open mic here in Ottawa called Silly at the Gilly. And they never know a comedy show is going to happen. <laughs> so it does that every single time. <laughs> it is fun. And I actually started at Swizzle here on Queen Street and I'm there like every single Monday because that's where I uh, started and that's where I'm gonna keep returning to and I, I love that little room well it's like Elvira said earlier like you know you especially when you're coming up and you're starting out and you're just trying to cut your teeth you never say no to a stage I mean it's I remember at JFL 42 here a few years ago Tignataro was doing a panel and some I think it was an open mic comic in the audience asked her that like where didn't you hate going out to open mics and dive bars and just that whole scene and all that and Tig said no because I didn't think about any of that stuff I just thought about my time and my material I could be performing in a laundromat one night and on a club the next night I just thought about my time and my material and that's what it takes to actually go out there and, and do it well, okay, but with gas prices so these days, I'm not driving four hours for $20. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Jesse Reynolds, by the way, one thing, I mean, we're, you know, it has become so much more accessible for comics the last couple of years. I mean, Johnny Rogers knows he's been really focusing on this podcast and building that audience there, but it has become so much easier for comics the last couple of years to brand themselves, to build their own audience online. People have built careers off of YouTube. And now, of course, more recently, TikTok. I haven't figured that out yet. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. You're on, you on radio, Jesse, just, just like us. Yeah. How much of a, how much of a different side of that is yourself? Like the Jesse that we hear on the air on chorus, how much is that different from the Jesse Reynolds we see live on stage? Uh, it's very similar. The characters, both of those characters are kind of different than the real me. I'm, I'm a little bit more serious in real life, but Obviously on the radio, I have to be way cleaner than you find me at a club because you can't talk about things you'd like to do on your knees, et cetera. <laughs> but just kind of what we were all sort of hinting at. And I've had pushback from other comedians about this. So I'm kind of curious what you guys think that there's a very fine line between stand-up comedy and theater. And I think stand-up comedy shows should be treated like theater shows in that people that are coming should know that they're coming to see a show and not just yeah. have it sprung on them. And similarly, you should rehearse and all this. And I've had comedians say to me like, no, no, what do you mean? Theater's easy. You're just learning someone else's lines. Well, what's stand-up? You're learning your own lines. Yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have help writing. So I don't really see the difference. And my background is in theater. So I treat stand-up like it's a theater show. Which is fair. I mean, you it, and it, it is true because you 
it's such an organic thing. You ride off of what the energy is in a room and how the audience responds in real time. It's like the director, Billy Wilder said, that's what he loved about theater versus film. Cause in film, it's like, once it's done, it's out there and it exists forever. Theater is like one night your character has a limp. And if that doesn't work the next night, they don't, you just, you just yeah, right. adapt and hone it on the fly. And, and in that sense, a joke is kind of never finished. Like there, you know, even once you put it to an album, a, a joke kind of always has new life and it kind of is always a, an organic thing. Like every single night on stage is its own thing. Yesterday's show and tomorrow's show doesn't matter. It only tonight's show is all that matters. All right, we're going to come back with more of our roundup. Uh, and I want to get into some pride stuff after the break. We got a full panel right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, it's Johnny Rogers, and you're listening to Inside Joke. But if they want the money, we'll be laughing at the honey boys, because everything is funny for it's Saturday night. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto. It is another month in comedy. That means it is time for another roundup. We are talking comedy in the digital age. We're talking the Ottawa stand-up scene. And of course, because we're wrapping up the month of June, it is officially summer. We are talking all things pride. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see all the colors of the rainbow in full 2020 vision. We have Johnny Rogers, Jesse Reynolds, Janelle Niles, and the one and only Elvira Kurt on the line, which actually, Elvira, I'll pivot this one over to you first, because we are, of course, talking pride comedy. What are you saying? When you, well, when you, when you started out, and I think, you know. Well, you're a giant homo from back in the day. <laughs> When you started one thing we we had janelle niles on the show with us not too long ago we were talking about the fact that when janelle was starting out there weren't a lot of indigenous comics talking about indigenous material that you could just sort of come in and go okay somebody already paved the way for me here definitely for you it was very much the same i mean for for comics growing up watching tv there were there were the only queer comics you ever saw was yourself and scott thompson that yeah. was it sure and, yeah for I'm like for not even that long ago, comics, queer comics would be relegated to like the token spot on any given show. It was like this is our oh it's Pride Month. This is our gay comic. That's it. Do you think that has sort of cracked wide open finally? Like now it's not such a check mark in a box and not such a title anymore. Oh, I, well, yes, yes, clearly. Given the uh, you know the fact that we're gay all year long, uh, on the. <laughs> Wait a second, you're not gay only during June? <laughs> well, I turn it up to 11. If anything, I find it a little exhausting. Some days I wake up and I'm not as gay as I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hard work. But for real, um, there's just there's just so much. Every shade, like I said, every stripe on that rainbow has its own night any any week of the year with a dedicated audience so it is just a lot more accepting in the way that you know talking about everything that has previously been taboo right i think yeah. you know people being free about who they are like acknowledging their sexuality has also opened up to people being more authentic about their gender identity about being open and honest about mental health issues all yeah. of just the just 
letting down your guard and actually being who you are on stage has opened up everything for everyone. And, you know, suddenly those things that you worried you truly were the only one feeling that way about, you're, you're now in the company of a, a full lineup of those people playing to an audience who are, uh, who are there for that reason, right? There, yeah. You've been talking about audiences who, you know, are not club audiences, which, you know, everyone has a mindset about who those people are. And the reason that people go to indie rooms is because I don't feel welcome as an audience member in a, a, in a stand-up comedy club. But in an indie room, I see lots of people who are like me, and I'm listening to people who are talking about things that I don't hear anywhere else. But no, it is true. It is sort of that whole, if you build it, they will come thing, right? And I think there's a lot of audiences now that are seeing comics who actually reflect them on stage. So there, there's audiences that just weren't seeing themselves on Canadian TV before, weren't seeing themselves on club stages, and now they are, and it's cracked open a whole new audience. And with that, means more comics more comics that are speaking to those audiences and bringing new material to the stage that we just didn't we just didn't see before for a long time in canadian comedy at least on the television side it really was like five old guys in sport coats you know <laughs> that's that's really what it was for a long time i mean jesse for you you sort of came up in stand-up in the age of you didn't have to be on a show and build as the queer comic. You're just a comic. You might, you happen to be talking about sex and dating and all that. And yes, you're talking in your own voice and you're talking about your own life, but you're not sort of this token comic. You're just a comedian now at this point, talking to an audience. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I will say during the month of June though, sometimes it feels a little bit like <laughs> we're tokenized and I'm not complaining because I don't work so much as I do in the month of June and I'll take yeah. it. I'm not above being tokenized, but it does sometimes feel still there's a little bit of, oh, let's plug the gay in. Or just to give you an example, when I started comedy in 2015, what? I said pun intended. Of course. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that, John. Um, when I started in 2015, one of my good friends, Kyle Brownrig, was he yeah. had started like two weeks before I did. And so people literally said to me in Ottawa, oh, no, you can't do stand up. There's already a gay guy doing it here. <laughs> and I was like, girl. And so luckily, Kyle like, and I are good friends now, but we made a conscious effort to be friends because everybody was trying to like turn us into Brittany and Christina against each other. <laughs> and we weren't going to do it. It was like, girl power, we're going to stick together. So I don't think you'd ever say that or ever hear a white straight white guy comedian say someone said to him there's already a straight white guy we don't need you right so the yeah, fact that that yeah. happened in 2015 there's progress but we're not there yet <laughs> yeah fair enough and i mean it kind of it's it's a very bizarre time that we're living in too because it really feels like a whole one step forward two steps back it feels like we've gone in a bit of a time warp here because you look at everything going on right now in this moment it's like People are like abortion is in is in danger again. And that whole that's a whole conversation happening. Race relations. Like it feels like we've gone back to the 1950s in a lot of ways. But then for queer issues, like Elvira was saying, you know, the topics of gender identity and trans rights and all that is really at the forefront now. And, and that's a conversation that ha is happening in a way that it never has before. Do you feel like we are sort of moving forward in that way? Because it feels like a lot of stuff is falling back at the same time. But for queer issues, it kind of seems like it is moving forward in a way. And I know that's a big one to get into like two minutes before commercial. But <laughs> Ask the straight white guy, what does he think? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Jesse. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, but you make a good point. Uh, we, we're old news. Elvira and I were old news. The gays are out now. It's all about the gender issues. You're right about yeah. that. It's true. But, you know, it's a fascinating point that you bring up because I, I, I feel it all the time. I, yeah, we we don't have enough time to open it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. In some ways, it's never been harder because you you know the mindfulness that it takes to get through your set in a way that's you know, that you're being respectful to everyone. And, you know, the very definition of what we're doing is to be provocative, but to be provocative at a time when people are as sensitive as they are, right. is, has never been trickier. And then on the other hand, there's never been more freedom to, to, you know, be yourself. So it's, um, it's just a lot. We're living in a time that's a lot. You're right. It's regressive and progressive at the same time. It, it is. It's such a bizarre double-edged sword. Yeah, and I love it. I, I think that I've never been more excited to, to figure it out because it, it, it makes it more experimental and it makes every night feel like you're on a tightrope, you know, because either you're just balancing and just a little, just lean this much too far that way and someone's going to have an issue and you can get come off stage and be surprised by, um, by, the, by the response because you couldn't have anticipated. Like there's so much uncertainty. I, I don't know about you, the rest of you guys. I, I'm here for it. I, I feel alive from it. For sure, even though it is really hard. Sorry, sorry. Fair enough. No, no, that's a perfect point. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back and wrap it up with our roundup panel right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to the Roundup right here on Inside Jokes, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see the punchline coming from a mile away. We were talking all things Ottawa comedy comedy in the digital age, and of course, pride. Uh, I want to throw it to Janelle Niles in Ottawa, because before the break, we were talking about how the, yes, queer comics have come forward leaps and bounds, and that, you know, queer rights has been a wide open conversation, but it does feel like it's kind of, we're moving backwards and forwards at the same time. I mean, Janelle, for you, 
because two spirit is a big topic of conversation two spirit rights gender identity and of course as an indigenous comic because mentioned earlier before the break i mean there weren't there weren't a lot of comics that came along before you that you could kind of go okay there's a comfortable place for me this is wide open for me yeah so someone who's half black half native and two-spirited i could be the prime minister (laughs) (laughs) just don't speak moistly to anyone hey well maybe we want to but uh, we actually uh, hijacked the uh, alphabet soup, as uh, Jesse would say. <laughs> we, uh, we got two-spirited at the front. It's two S L G B T Q plus now. And uh, being a two-spirit is very indigenous. Uh, people say, oh, I'm two-spirited. I'm like, but are you indigenous? And it's uh, one of those things that we uh, will hope that the world will not take from us again. You know, it's just like, you took the land. Don't take our two-spirited. Don't take our words. Um, but uh, two-spirited, uh, it's a different kind of gender identity because people in the indigenous community uh, either are, think, uh, find they're trans or non-binary or, or just have a masculine and a feminine spirit, which I identify as. as uh, but I am she, her, I am a female, but I do have a masculine spirit. And it's the only way I can get through Canadian comedy is being a little bit masculine. <laughs> <laughs> These men. <laughs> they have That's how you guys not only came through open mics, but so, but somehow enjoy them too. <laughs> exactly. I drink with the boys because I ain't scared. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with our roundup panel. Find out where we can catch everybody. Find you on socials, all that stuff. Janelle, we'll kick it off to you first. Of course, you have live shows in Ottawa. Where we, can we see you on stage, online, all that good stuff? Uh, so uh, our live show, I actually want to plug my birthday roast that's on July 5th at Eddie's Diner. So I have a twin sister uh, because we're half black, half native. She's black. I'm native. And we have a birthday <laughs> roast July 5th, Jalene and Janelle's birthday roast at Eddie's Diner, 7 p.m. And it's $5. And I hope to see you there. Excellent. There we go. Johnny Rogers, where can we listen to your podcast, find you online, all that good stuff? Um, go check out the Johnny Rogers show new episode every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube because I need to get monetized, baby. We want those ad revenue. Um, I'll also be at Yuck Yucks for the Mike McDonald comedy competition, July 13th, 8 p.m. And I have a hip hop album out on Spotify and iTunes called Undeniably Dope. So check that out as well. Wow, that's perfect because we did play Check the OR by Organized Rhyme at the beginning of this show. <laughs> we need more white Ottawa-based rappers, always. Yeah, we need more white rappers. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, Jesse Reynolds, our friend from our chorus sister stations, where can we catch you on the air, on stage, all that good stuff? Well, thank you. I'm on uh, 104.3 Fresh Radio. I do mornings with Miss Monica, your old pal. Yeah. I told her I would say hi. So hi from Monica. Yes, I was at her wedding even. Oh, wow. Not right. Way back. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we could swap stories about her. But yeah, we have a lot of fun in the mornings. Uh, so that's 6 to 10, 104.3 Fresh Radio. And I'm currently in a movie streaming on Tubi called Obsessed yeah. to Death. And it is starring Holland Roden from Teen Wolf. And the director was Stefan Brogren, a.k.a. Snake from Degrassi. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it may only be on 2B USA right now, but they promised me it's coming to Canada soon. But if anybody wants to see it, just message me and I have a secret link I can send you. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, the one and only Elvira Kurt. I know you have a big show coming up. Where can we find you on stage, online, all of the things? I do. I do. And, I, and I'm happy to talk about it. But what a thrill to, to meet Jesse. I will follow you from 2B to Quibi and back. What a, what a treat. And of course, my two-spirit 
fellow queer. Also, I wish I could be there for the roast. And Johnny, all the success. You already have the porn stash half. <laughs> <laughs> A dream, my friend. So, you know, if you're on your way to Ottawa, you may want to stop. I'm uh, there's a haymaker festival in Prince Edward County, it's the first ever. Uh, last year, they built a theater outdoors for the pandemic, and now they're just riding the wave of outdoor shows in the in the summer season. And an amazing uh, lineup with Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It? Deborah McGrath, his much more talented partner, Gavin Crawford, Wasim Al Moundsner, uh, Jason Allen, Mo Ismail, Ben McKay, Farazni Atafa, Dion Owen. There's so much comedy on your way out to Ottawa before you stop into Kingston, before you go to the roast, and uh, in your downtime when you're listening to Johnny's podcast or his rap album. There we go. That is that that is an industry plug right there. You wrapped up yeah. all. You wrapped up the entire panel in that plug. Uh, that is, of course, our panel. That is our roundup. Thank you again to Johnny Rogers, Jesse Reynolds, Janelle Niles, Elvira Kirk. Do not forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is Elvira Kurt. What the hell is the Vatican doing on Facebook? Are they going to set up a churchville so they can molest virtual children? <laughs> denial that's why we spend our time online so we can avoid the things we hate about ourselves in real life you know i mean we're in denial i know we're not we're not the extreme cases you know at those crazy nut jobs on hoarders have you seen these people they're walking through they're walking through with the doctor they're walking through their house they're mountains you've got to climb over things pommel vault over dressers and things are piled high comes into the kitchen and there's a cat literally a cat just sobbing in the corner <laughs> The denial, do you think? She turns to the guy, straight face. Do you think that I'm a hoarder or... <laughs> or am I just a messy person who shops a lot? <laughs> but the doctor, oh my God, he's so patient. Yeah, I think you are. Because <laughs> this woman actually has a rationale. Well, I throw things away and he, again, he's just so... I would be throttling her. <laughs> Yes, you throw things away, but toilet paper doesn't count!